All right, everybody, welcome to the On the Block podcast. I'm Andrew Yalo. I'm Ali Chris. I'm Hannah. I'm Madison. And we're here and we're going to be reviewing episode two of Big Brother Minecraft. It was such a crazy episode. We just rewatched it and we have a lot to talk about and unpack here for this episode. So first off, we're here joined with some big, some of my favorite Big Brother alumni of all time. Madison was just on this most recent season. So Madison went through some, some hell, let's just say. Madison went through a crazy week, some drama, some stress. And it's only week one. And it's only week one. Before we really unpack everything here, let's kind of go back and let's go to the beginning of this episode. So Aiden wins head of household. Maddie, you were there. Okay. How did that, how were you feeling in that moment? Um, In the moment, I think I wasn't too worried because I feel like nobody really got the chance to really talk to anybody yet. So I wasn't too worried, but I didn't feel the most comfortable because I felt like I clicked with a lot of other people more than I did click with him. Okay. And so, Hannah, you were there on production, right? Oh, yeah. We were we were like, okay, this is an Aiden head of household. We have a straight white male as head of household. This is cool. It's, I, it's like normal. I thought he was definitely going to go after Brian. That's his target that makes the most sense. Like, right. week one, get that safety in your hands, you know? Especially if you do plan to, like, try and gun for more challenges, especially later down the line. And first HOHs are always a target for, like, the rest of the season, no matter how far they go. So that made the most sense to do. Exactly. So episode starting out immediately and Brian is now looks like he's going to get targeted. Right. And so immediately right at the bat where, you know, the fans are like, no, this is Brian. Like what? Like, he didn't do anything to deserve it. What was your reaction for, about that? You might have to skip me on this one. I really did not care about Brian. You think- <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And why, and why is that? Why is that? There was a reason why, wasn't it? I mean, I don't know. He was just a nice guy. He was there. But like, I mean, yeah, if he goes, that's good for Aiden's game, right? Because get, we get to see him play with the safety power or, or whatever, the the the, the, bounty uh, the bounty the bounty card. So I was okay if Brian went home, but I mean, for the most part, this cast has been pretty pretty solid, I'd say, just yeah. like sure. seeing the different personalities. And there was something in the first episode that you were kind of, you were screaming, because we rewatched the first episode today earlier too, and you were screaming at the TV because Brian said something that kind of <laughs> pissed you off. Yeah. And what was that? So... Brian, he he needs to, I think, do his research a little bit because he said, man, you see all these like straight white males. They they're always the ones that are winning the game and no POCs have won the game. Brian, buddy, what do I look like to you? <laughs> liver? No, Asian. <laughs> so I won the game as an Asian. It's very possible for POCs to win. There you go. Awesome. Um, so that's that was that. So yeah, Brian, it now looks like he's going to become Aiden's target. So it, it's it's stirring up a lot of stuff. We're like, well, this is crazy that Aiden's already going for this power. And now we're kind of seeing how the dynamics of the house are going. We see that Aiden and Liz kind of start making a friendship. And now Liz like knows half the house. So that's kind of, you know, people would say it's a little unfair. But yeah, Liz knows half the house, which is kind of crazy. Anyway, so we go into that. Aiden's looking like he's telling everybody he's going to keep them safe, which is crazy. Literally do, every person. You don't do that the first the first I, week. I do think it's really interesting and stuff, especially when Aiden pulls the other two in the house. And I might not be remembering it correctly, day of and stuff, but Aiden didn't seem to tell anybody what his plan was. He came, seemed to have kept it very close to his chest. And especially later on in the episode, I do think that happened to bite him in the ass. Um, I think like maybe, especially if you're trying to solidify a final three or a final two with somebody in the HOH room, yes, it's nice to say like, you're safe, you're safe. But I also feel like those people you want to earn their trust, let them in on what you're doing. Let them talk and figure it out because I, I hate being left out of the loop. I would not want to work with somebody like that. Exactly. And, and Aiden didn't even approach you at all to make an alliance. He... It wasn't even that he didn't approach me to make an alliance. It was the fact that I kept saying, hey, let's talk. I want to know what your plan is. I want to hear your side. Like, And essentially, things went down, and he didn't give me a reason. Yeah. So. And I'll just even add, like, what I appreciate about just these first two episodes, it seems like the cast is very perceptive and willing to yeah. play, and it... It feels like to actually play a good social game in this season, you have to actually know how to read social cues, because honestly, 
if we talk about like how it was in season six, you, you could have said something like, oh, uh, we just didn't have enough time to talk. People would have brushed that off and been like, OK, I'll take that as truth. But Maddie, you said, no, this is I'm going to call this out like right. this is a bunch of bull right now. Well, I wasn't going to take it lightly because to me, you're talking to every single person. I mean, especially looking back at it now, you're talking to every single person saying you're safe, you're safe, you're safe. But I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing. So you mm-hmm. can't get mad mm-hmm. when I do what I do. Mm-hmm. And I did, like, I took it personally because I made the effort to talk to him. And, and why do you think he singled you out? Is there, do you, have, do you have any reason to, like, now look back on it? Do you think that he singled you out for any other reason? Um, do you want me to be honest? Yeah, be honest. <laughs> the whole world is watching. Well, I'm going to be honest. I think it's because he was kind of prioritizing the guys over the girls. Okay. Whoa. I mean, it was kind of obvious. The gender with, games have begun. It wasn't. I didn't. It begun want, before you even said anything. Right, and I, yeah. I didn't <laughs> want it to be that way, like at all, which yeah. is why I wanted to be open with him. So I want to get into uh, this whole beans and papoli situation we got going on here. So obviously, we we did touch up on it in the first episode, but now we're kind of getting into the strategy talks. We're getting into see how everyone's getting to play the game. So we get into this conversation. It's Beans, Papoli, Bimo, Heather, and Brian in the in the fire room, and they're all talking. They're all playing music, jumping around, and then all of a sudden, Beans and Papoli make it really uncomfortable for everybody when uh, they say that they're going to wrestle with their clothes off in front of everybody. So at that moment, they're already creating a huge target on their backs. Now, why isn't Aiden going after them? That's an easy is an easy option. Making everyone uncomfortable. Even Heather said, like, I didn't sign up for this shit. Yeah. What what's going on here? Um, I I honestly don't know. I don't know how they're as under the radar as they are. I'm not sure if it's because of the fact that they started this entire like exes situation and now they're kind of being a little bit like, oh, like maybe we should work together. Mm. Um, but I also just don't think Aiden prioritized the people who maybe witnessed that. Like, Jake and TJ, especially during this first week, I don't think they've had a conversation with Papoli. I don't think they've had a conversation with Beans. So I think they just got lucky and their relationship is going a lot more under the radar than it should be. Um, With that, too, I think I wasn't... I mean, I wasn't there for that conversation, so I obviously wasn't rubbed the wrong way by it. Um, I was initially rubbed the wrong way about it immediately, right when he introduced himself and told everyone that his ex-girlfriend was playing. And I feel like... If it wasn't just me, it was everyone else as well who, like, took a mental note of that. Yeah. You don't go into a game and be like, hey, I know this person outside and basically say we're working together in front of every single person. Which is wild because you're already coming into this game and and a whole community of people that apply to these shows, like, a lot of them could potentially know each other. It's always something that you got to kind of take into account. Like, this is a community of people that have been applying to these shows for a very long time. And so now you have someone that's just right out in the open saying, like, hey, I know this person and... It's kind of crazy that like it feels threatening. It is threatening. It feels threatening because even for me, even someone that like also feels like I know a lot of people when I walk into these games, any reason to just say, oh, they know each other. You magnify that a ton and then just say they might it might not even be like that serious of a relationship, but it's something for you to say, get them out. Yeah, it's an easy target, especially this early on into the week and stuff. And if I were them, I would definitely play it more like how in season six, Peyton and Max knew each other. Peyton and Max weren't the best of friends, but they pulled each other off to the side and kind of were like, okay, let's like work together or like what is happening here and trying to keep each other in check. And for the longest time, we didn't even know didn't that know. they knew each other. Yeah. I think that's, that's definitely the way to go about it. Not yeah. making this storyline everybody else's business. I like what Liz is doing, right? Cause like mm-hmm. she, she's not making it very public and like, She's going to She's saying, yeah, let's do final twos. Like she has one with Ivy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her and Ivy made a final two, which is, which is crazy because Liz, Liz is good. Yeah. Well, no, I, I just think it's funny because you have two opposite sides of the spectrum, whereas I knew Beans and Papoli knew each other right off the bat. And I didn't even know Liz and Bima, was it? Liz and I didn't, Ivy, yeah. I, Liz and I, I didn't even know that until watching back the first yeah. episode, first two episodes. I had no idea. Yeah, and in the, even in the premiere, it was Liz and Bimo in the in the bathroom with Brad. Like, they were openly talking about how they knew each other and i thought that was pretty interesting because it's just you know you don't expect people to just be so open and honest about oh like i know each other let's work it's just i don't know like part of me when i cast people like i hope people don't do that but i mean you cannot stop it it's just something that you know as a as someone that's casting like you know that that's probably going to happen and i don't think it's an issue as long as you give other people in the house who you may not know a chance to like Mm -hmm. earn your trust not just isolating them because you don't know them Mm -hmm. prior to it 
So I think that's definitely something important for anybody who does play in game shows and that sort of thing. Like, yes, you have your people that you trust, but welcome the new people into the community. This community is so welcoming and it's part of the reason why I'm here. So like, mm. don't just buddy up, like work with everyone. I feel mm. like too, like you shouldn't take things from other games into a new game yes. because you're going to fully trust someone because of something that happened in another game and they exactly. could totally stab you in the back. So it could be stupid on your part mm. if you do that. With that being said, target Chris in every game show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He won seven to zero. He has one of the best games in the series. Oh no! Yeah. I want to kind of. I want to. I want to dive deep into one of some of Papoli's strategy because honestly, we were even just rewatching uh, these these episodes and. Papoli has some of the most interesting strategy that we haven't really seen in a while. I mean, he's going around and he's lying about who his target is. And he's sticking with the lie to everybody. That's what you should do. You should do. You should always be sticking to your lies. You should not be mixing them up because if people cross check, you look like an idiot. You know? It's going to come back to you. Mm -hmm. Smooth in the long term. Love you smooth. Yeah. <laughs> but but he, he chose to tell everybody that TJ was his target. And then he, he goes up to Beans to tell Beans first, and Beans is his real target. So Papoli and it's just a great storyline. We did not plan that. That was just pure fate. And you know what I'll say? I think it's a good thing that he's lying about his target being TJ because let's say the target does go on beans later down the line. He could just say, Oh, well I always wanted beans out anyway. Cause we were exes. That's always an easy alibi. Mm -hmm. So why would you say my target is beans when you could say my target is someone else. That means everybody else could, uh, you, you have the choice of saying my target is either of two. So people will never know what your cards truly are because you could say at any point, my target is beans. My target is TJ. Exactly. Also, um, he played it off really well, especially going to TJ afterwards, kind of similar to what Maxim did to Maddie and stuff, right. just kind of being like, hey, yeah. you are my target. I don't really plan to target you, though, and I want to work with you because now TJ thinks Papoli, like, and them are tight. Like, he's not going to target them. Same thing with you and Maxim. Right. And I think it was just a smart move overall for what he did. Yeah. I just think it was also the way Papoli did it. I liked the way better because, in honesty, it felt like Papoli was doing the same thing uh, that Max was doing to you, uh, Madison. But, like, just the way Maxim was saying, like, oh, I don't really want to target you, but you are my target, it felt very roundabout and not very direct. And if I it. have to, right. I will. Yeah. And so it's just like, can I trust you? If I'm Madison, can I trust you? But with Papoli, it's just like, hey, I just want to, like, nip it in the bud. This is the facts. This is the situation. And I just don't want to, I don't want to make it weird. The facts. <laughs> and I want to, I want to touch up on that. So Maxim approached you in the bathroom and kicked everybody else out of the room, which kind of created a target on Maxim's back in that respect. Because I feel like also, also you. mine. And yours too. Yeah. I was a, a very uncomfortable with that at first. Yeah. And so like, what was kind of going through your mind? I mean, you didn't really seem to have much of a reaction. I mean, again, like you were really shy on the season. Yeah. You didn't really have like, you know, you didn't really know what to expect going into it. But I mean, that was a crazy revelation that happened in the game. So in that moment, like, do you remember kind of those emotions that were running through your head? Like, were you nervous? Oh, for sure. Like, I remember originally when she pulled me into the other room, I was like, oh, crap. Like, mm -hmm. what is she going to tell me? But then as it went on, it kind of did feel like it was kind of being like a forced relationship. Like, hey, like if you stick by my side, like nothing's going to happen to you. But if you don't and I have the chance to put you up, I'm going to, which originally that's how it did feel. But I felt like more towards the end of the conversation, I kind of felt out the vibe a little bit more and I felt a lot more comfortable. But I guess you'll have to watch more of the episodes to see how that relationship ends up. Yeah, um, I want to kind of touch up on this whole guys versus girls dynamic in the house because it is it started up in episode one but now we kind of see it evolving in episode two we have the dolls which is it's kind of like a an unspoken alliance it's not really like a solid alliance with a certain amount of people it's just kind of like the girls and the gays have a have a respect towards one another that they want to uh keep each other safe they right. also have a common goal of trying to get somebody to diversify the winner pool and like mm -hmm. having a female win because a female's mm -hmm. never won the show before. So exactly, yeah. kind of trying to solidify that that happens this season potentially. Sorry, Personally, <laughs> I feel like I didn't mind it too much because I was like, okay, well that'll benefit me because mm -hmm. I'm a woman and they'll just want to keep me around for longer. But like, I, I'm not like that. Like I don't really care. I wanted like 
the best person, the best suitor to win. You yeah. know what I mean? But you're also then kind of forced to work with them. And, like, I kind of think back to, like, season seven. Yes, there was a big pool of us females and stuff. Yeah. But I didn't feel like Holly and Ella spoke to me a lot. I didn't feel like they were good at winning comps and mm-hmm. keeping me safe and stuff. And thankfully this season, I feel like the women that are playing this season are super strong girls, in several girls. different areas. Like we have some people who are physical copies like BMO so far. And then when you have the more social ones like Liz and Ivy going after yeah. it, and then you just have like fun people like Beans and Maxim and all that. And me. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the other token, we have this new growing alliance with Aiden, TJ, and Jake. And so now you have a bunch of these guys wanting to stick together. So you have, so it's just these, these two sides are forming. It's an unspoken thing, but now you can see that it's kind of creating some tension in the house. So you have these, this, this guy's alliance forming, you have this girl's alliance forming and yeah, like tensions are rising. And now, um, they kind of all agreed to, to keep each other safe. And it's strange because now Aiden is, is still, again, like we said, he's keeping a lot of people safe. He's, he's making a lot of promises to people about keeping them safe and, it's kind of scary. I mean, it, it kind of reminds you of Frenchie from Big Brother 23. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you said during the episode, too, right. I think, when we were watching. It, like, it almost feels like, are you saying you're safe to too many people? Because the problem with Frenchie was he said it to too many people, and then he ran out of targets by the time oh, he had to yeah. renom, right? Mm-hmm. So it was just like, you are putting yourself in a box. So in a weird way, it feels like Aiden is saying too much, but not enough at all. Like, oh, everything yeah. he's saying doesn't feel with substance. And so it's just like... Yeah, like you said, Hannah, it's very hard to trust someone that's not giving you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. There's there's a certain art to it, and I don't think he's perfected it. I also don't think he was smart. I don't think he gathered info. All the conversations that were shown in the episode, at least, were very along the lines of, like, I want to keep you safe. I want to, mm-hmm. like, work with you long term. Yeah. Okay, so I have two noms in mind, and everybody was kind of iffy on giving him information. and Kind of like, mm, I don't know. I feel like it's too early to call or anything. Like he wasn't doing any mm-hmm. smart things, like trying to figure out who p- maybe people's targets were mm-hmm. or, and trying to use that to maybe create some tension between people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I don't think, yes, he did a lot with the situation. Like we'll talk about probably in a second. He had a lot of power this first week. I just yeah. don't think he used it in a way to develop his position in the house long term. Not at all. And it's wild because, well, sorry, what are you going to say? No, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Aiden, but I'm not really sorry. Your strategy was just not to have strategy at all. And <laughs> there was none there. Like, I'm going to be honest. There was zero. And maybe it will benefit you in the first week saying, hey, you're safe. Hey, you're safe. Hey, you're safe. And then all those people being safe the first week. But when hey, you're remember promising. When you safe. Yeah, when you're promising these people these safety and like when you go further on into the game and they're going to say, well, you promised me safety and now I'm not safe. You can't mm-hmm. keep 10 people safe all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's going to bite you in the ass. Yeah. I want to touch up on, uh, on sort of Aiden's strategy going into this again. Like he brought up Ray and beans into the HOH room. I was trying to, what a weird group. It is a weird group. He, Still not me. Yeah. I didn't go up there yet. Still not Madison. Madison has yet to speak to Aiden. But Aiden brings Beans and Ray into the HOH room and throws out two names that he potentially was thinking of nominating. One of them being Brad, one of them being Brian. Now, Brian is Aiden's target. So initially, again, going into this week, Aiden, Aiden's plan was to get Brian out. Mm-hmm. But then what happens? Beans was like, no, not Brian. Like... It, Yes, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I wanted to make sure it wasn't like dying. No, 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 that's good. Yeah. So, but, uh, what was it? Beans is saying no. Like, it's not a Brian. He's a he's a nice guy. He's social. And immediately, Aiden's like, "Oh shit!" Oh, okay. Like, we can't do Brian now because Brian's really social, and now like he's potentially not going to go home if I nominate him. Right. The other person's going to go home. He has to think of a new person. That person being Madison. I don't know why that enticed him so much either at first because. He said his a target was Brad. So yeah. if you really want to target Brad, wouldn't you want to put someone up next to him? Oh, I'm putting it, Brian. Like, you just seem to have a lot of connections right. so far in the house. So you're the pawn. Who was likable and who was social. And if you really wanted Brad to go home, why wouldn't you put someone like that up to ensure that the person you wanted to go home would go home? And if the pawn goes home, it still benefits you. Exactly. Like, the pawn always goes home. Yeah. But, like, it actually, like, would have helped would have worked. Aiden this time instead of how it normally does in seasons. Yeah. So I want to I wanna go to you, Madison, because you were on the season. Now, if you were to had somehow won this head of household competition, because I think you've been on, you went on record saying that you threw the first head of household. I did. So Madison, on record, guys, says that she threw the first head of household I competition. I did. If you, if you had won it, 
who were the two obvious targets that you would have like what would your nominations been honestly probably Papoulian beans mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if it wasn't both of them up together I would have backdoored one of them gotcha. because right off the bat you're making it obvious you have a strong alliance I'm going to target you mm-hmm. would you have gone after your target I forget who it is no my target was Ray yeah. I wouldn't have because it's not going to help me as much in the beginning as it would towards the end when people are going to start to have personal problems with you instead of just mm-hmm. oh we didn't talk like yeah yeah so nomination ceremony, Aiden finally settles on two nominees, one being you, one being Brad. Uh, Brad at this point, I mean, from an editor's perspective, like wasn't really doing too much in the game. Like, yes, Brad's like really cool, really social. Like he's a great guy, very nice. But like wasn't really speaking up too much in conversations. He was kind of like being a wallflower, laying under the radar and not letting, he was like, kind of like letting other people speak, making themselves a bigger target. So you know, I, I think people were probably a little bit surprised when Brad was nominated, especially you, because like you didn't really do much. You didn't even get to talk to Aiden. And I asked yeah. multiple times. <laughs> she goes on the record. Yeah. So then now we're at the now we're at the power veto competition. Now, this power veto competition is very controversial because some messy shit happened. And you can probably guess what happens here. All right. Madison, do you want to you want to speak on this? I don't know if you want me to speak. On this, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest, I don't know if you. How really about want you me clarify to. for like the viewers who maybe yes. don't play in game shows and don't know the strategy behind what Aiden yes. did? So, part of what we didn't say during this competition was obviously this is a this is a, a memory challenge. So you have to memorize the pattern in the ground and you have to rebuild it on top of a quartz table, right? So what Aiden did is that he <laughs> kind of like went against the the integrity of the game and took a screenshot of the pattern in the ground which we never said you couldn't do but like it's kind of obvious like you shouldn't be doing that the same thing as like when you're doing like a word puzzle and stuff you don't google the letters to figure out where they go in the game yeah that's i wonder <laughs> you don't unscramble the words yeah. that's yeah that's crazy i wonder who <laughs> i wonder who did that you guys will find out about that no. yeah <laughs> you guys will find out about that in a future game show not this one yeah. Oh. But like it's just it's just like integrity and like Aiden yeah. is somebody who like in the community who has probably been here like as long as I have and yeah. has played in a lot yeah. of game shows like that's common knowledge. You know what? It's a double edged sword because even though you would think they have integrity, they also know how to game the shit out of that the best too. Mm-hmm. It's dirty. It's like, Except you would do you know if I were Aiden I'd. I don't know if you can you can edit this out, yeah, but like you do um, it more subtly. Yeah, you would do it more subtly. He just I, I, we'd watch it zone. and he just did it all in one shot. Yeah. I see everybody yeah. else doing six or seven blocks and I'm just sitting there like my face was just like, are you dumb? Yeah. It's you even dumb? like interesting because like in the like coming up in the power of you and stuff, you notice it too. Everybody's running back and forward. He's sitting on the yes. button for so long. And I was like waiting for that moment to come up in the episode. I was mm. like, mm. Yeah. Aiden, you can stick up. For yourself if you want but we know <laughs> yeah it i mean this wasn't edited in, in the episode obviously but we did immediately after that competition i pulled him in the dr and i was like aiden like you cheated and we know that if you didn't you should join mensa yeah <laughs> for real like i don't know you got a photographic memory but um <laughs> like during the season he swore no i didn't do it but like man we know I mean, it was pretty obvious host to host it, it just you you he did, did it so fast that it just, yeah. uh, no <laughs> yeah. and you may be asking or people in the audience may be asking like well why didn't you disqualify him why didn't you do anything well because it was really tricky because at the time it was just we we didn't really i don't know I don't you know. didn't state it so. we, didn't, we never really stated that it wasn't in the rules because like to aiden's defense like he, you really could have done it but in the future, now for me as a host, I'm going to tell the, the contestants, like, yeah. you Don't use outside resources when you're playing you a game. It should be yeah. a given, but the fact that you didn't state it beforehand, you yeah. kinda, you're kind of really stuck. Exactly. So if you're planning on becoming a future contestant on my show, I really just recommend you go by the rules. No because... Yeah, no, no screenshots, no x-ray texture packs. No, no. word on scramblers. <laughs> <laughs> Translation... <laughs> Translation: Don't be a dick. Exactly. Oh. Really hard on yes, please, please. Yeah, the, the hours that go into building that comp to end in thirty seconds. I know. That was really, I was well, I'm so breaking the banana. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, what do I 
do? Where do I go? And Andrew's like, um, that's decoration. I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. Also, shout out to Popoli for being a fun host during that challenge. I love yeah. Yeah. I love that you're doing it this season. Yeah, nice, nice change. Yeah, and you guys will see Hannah. Hannah comes back in a few weeks in the show, and Hannah's going to be hosting it. She's going to be hosting a classic competition. Um, also, I also just want to mention the reason why we're all here right now is because we. This is like maybe a week after the premiere party that was in New York City. Uh, so I don't know if probably content's probably not out yet from that event, but it was it was such a blast. It was, you want to talk about it? Can if you yeah for oh my bit. god, yeah. Wait, what is, <laughs> it was a real life. It was the first ever like community event that was put together. BBCon IRL. Yes, it was bro. so fun. Like okay, so. For, for me, right, like, and I, you can also say, too, like, we've done meetups with, like, smaller groups of people, our, like, core group of friends, mm -hmm. not more than 10 people that I've done in the past for, oh, like, yeah. the last couple of years, but to see everyone all in one room, like, 30 to 35 people showing up, and, like, some of these people you've never met before, but you've, like, talked, you've talked to them online, and to just kind of like pick up the conversation because some of these people I haven't talked to in like two, three years. Yeah. And to just pick up the conversation and just talk about something that <laughs> oh, you're good, you're good. that we all gen genuinely enjoy. Um, it just it's a different feeling. And to see everyone just like interact with each other, it really did feel like a community coming together. Yeah. And what, like, what did you guys think? It was so cool. It was so surreal. Like, it was kind of overwhelming as well. Like, I got to meet people I've known since starting off in the community. Like, I've known you, like, since day one in the community, and we never met. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, but it was so cool. Like, one of the first conversations I had, I walked up, I think it was Chris, Jaden, Papoli, I think. And it was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, somebody I, like, just recently met. And then these... Yeah old nostalgic like core yeah like we used to be in discord calls for like 48 hours at a time like and Aww. here we are and now you're going to jacksonville not for me but <laughs> i'm, I'm giving you the heads up yes i will say hi don't go to myth it was like a little different for me though too because i know everybody was coming in like knowing these people for three four years at a yeah. time and i've only known people for like eight or nine months so it was kind of like some people I didn't even know at all. So mm -hmm. it was a little like, oh, like I'm meeting a lot of new people. Yeah. But it was nice because you could bond with these people over things that you were involved with. But also now that you're in person and in real life, you're bonding with them over real life things. And you're not looking at a screen anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and you know what? It's just it was really easy to just make friends with people that I haven't yeah. you haven't talked to. Because like mm -hmm. me and Madison, I had no idea who you were. No. I mean, <laughs> like and then just even just something as simple as just like cracking a joke while we're taking right. a picture a right. picture together yeah. and then like just saying really stupid things and then madison cracking up now and, you're at my house right yeah. and now it's just like we just we just clicked you know and it's just like yeah. it was just cool to like have a lot of those moments with just even the newer people and that's what i mean where it yeah. really felt like a community yeah. it also was so cool because so madison's here from season eight we also had Papoli here and TJ and yeah. just the celebration for them. Every time they came on the screen, the yeah. 30 plus people cheering for TJ awesome. when he was in the intro, everybody freaking out when they found out Papoli had beans as a target. Like that was yeah. so cool to oh, see in wow. person, yeah. like seeing your reaction to this episode, just so cool. And that's yeah. something you don't get to do. Like you sit in a discord call maybe, or like you see the live mm -hmm. chat, but like genuine face reactions and looking around the room and seeing everybody get out of their chair screaming. Mm -hmm. So cool. Cool. Filming it, I would have never in a million years thought that I would be sitting in a room with 35 people that have been on previous shows or other shows yeah. or who Your watched the show. Your most embarrassing moments yeah. seen live. Yeah. Because if I knew that, maybe know. I would have acted a little different. Yeah, right? yeah. But I'm glad I didn't because yeah. I did what I was... I wanted to do. Yeah, you're just being your genuine self in the show. And I mean, like, it just shows. I mean, it kind of gives you a sense of, like... That's what makes it more immersive, right? Because, like, you go on these reality shows in real life and millions of people are watching you. Now, this may have, you know, the party and the event may have only been, you know, a few dozen people, but you're also, you know, it's kind of makes it more real that, oh, wait, I'm being watched and judged by like thousands of people across this community. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy. And then you're seeing it firsthand, like, wow, these people are like watching this and reacting and they're, you know, they're rooting for me. Not only that, yeah. they're watching and judging you, but instead of them watching, judging you from their own homes, they're yeah. sitting right next right to you, you. Yeah. right next to you on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy, but I, it just all makes it all Were more you judging fun. me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyways. I was judging you week one. Like, I, I went into the DR with her, like, afterwards, and she's, like, filming her confessionals and for the week. Like, and I'm like, Maddie, I love you so much. I love yeah. you. You're, I you're doing that. great. No, she's going to literally that's No, she did. About. She did. And we, like, yeah. bonded, like, right off the bat. She was like, I love you. And I was like, I, I love think you. I love you, too. I, 
And now she's letting me stay at her house way past. Now we've been best friends. The event was was such a fun time. I mean, like we all we all had a blast. Ten out of ten would do again. Yeah, I would do it again too. I mean, like guys, if if you want to come to an event, if you want me to to host another one, we'll make it even bigger. It'll be it'll be so fun. So if you guys would like us to do it, let us know in the comments. Write me a comment or something. Smash that like button button. and subscribe. And subscribe. Um, which also, if you guys want us to answer questions, cause like in the next podcast episode, I'll most likely be doing it with Jaden and smooth again, talking about the third episode. So write us some questions, write me some questions. I'll answer them on the podcast. I'm pretty sure I'll pull up some that you guys already left from the most previous one. I'll, I'll answer them at the end of the podcast. So stick around for that. Um, but let's get back into like the strategy and what's going on in the game right now. So then right after the veto competition, we have Aiden and Brad immediately talking in the HOH room. Madison is still yet to talk to Aiden, right? Madison, you're not trying hard enough, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the thirty thousand uh, messages wasn't enough. Yeah. Apparently, you got you got to reach out to the first HOH. You definitely don't want to have not have a conversation with the first HOH. Well, that's kind of his fault. <laughs> so, <laughs> and honestly, it puts a target on his back. I'm it, gaslighting for, Maddie for me at least. And yeah, shut up. <laughs> and to me, when you do that kind of stuff. And you put me on the block. I'm gonna make sure that everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I just want to say, like, in like, we, I, like we were shading you a lot, but I'm sorry, bro. Like, I, I still love you, yeah, yeah. but. I don't like the way you play. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, yeah, Aiden. Like, we love you, man. Um, I love you. I love you. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So Brad is like pulling out his inner Dan Giesling here, right? And he is misting Aiden. And somehow convinces Aiden to use the power of veto on him and they make an alliance, which is like really strange because, I mean, Brad's going to do whatever he can to save his own ass. But Aiden, for some reason, really wants to work with Brad and, and he changes his mind. What, what did what, When you first saw that, how did you how did you feel about that? Um, I was a little dumbfounded, if I'm going to be completely honest, because where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where did anything he did come from? Yeah. I'm going to play devil's advocate here and be like, um, maybe the reason why he did it. And again, this is probably why it feels so Frenchy is he wanted it to not make sense. That way he can't have anyone on his trail. But again, double edged sword. Yeah. When you do that, no one wants to really trust you because no one knows what you're thinking any of the time. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's really what's going on with this whole Brad thing. I mean, Aiden. Aiden's got a lot of figuring out to do because now he wins this veto. He didn't even need to win it. He cheats to win it, and now he's going to use the veto. Probably would have been better if he didn't win it, if I'm going to be honest. Right. Like, what is this man doing? I, I know the audience is going to be freaking out when they, when they, when they, when they, when they see this because there's, like, no strategy in my mind. Like, I, I don't know, man. Do we know who was second in the comp at the time? I don't. I think it may have been like Ivy or something like that. I, I, no one was anywhere close. So it wasn't to one of the nominees. No, I don't think anybody. Like, was definitely not Madison. Halfway done. Usually, when you're HOH and you win the veto, you don't play the veto because you don't want to put another target. Exactly. Want to keep it? your not, nom safe so you don't have so to throw targets. out more names. Not only a veto and a HOH. The very first, so nobody has any reason to target anyone yet, mm-hmm. and Except you're putting yourself your out copies. there now. Mm-hmm. Wild shit. I'll tell you that. Um. Let's see. So now, now we cut to this strange conversation into the storage room, which actually is a very, very important conversation to this. It's a very, very pivotal moment of the week that it's if it, it is a canon, yeah, it's a very canon event. Kind of weird because like when you first put it in the episode, I was like, why the fuck are we showing this conversation? Yeah. Is Bean and Papoli being weird in front of people? But yeah. then like later on, it's like, oh yeah. shit, oh shit. Um, it, I will say it is a certified grimace moment. <laughs> Happy birthday, Grimace. I actually just wanted to give a shout out to Grimace. We should have had Grimace shakes during this. We should have had Grimace shakes. Happy birthday, Grimace. And then we just ended and we're like... Yeah, right. But, um... Yeah, so we we cut to this, like, really strange conversation. And Papoli is trying to make an all-girls alliance plus himself. Yo, what a Chad. Papoli's angels. Papoli's Papoli's angels. Oh, my God. Which is weird. And then Madison walks in on this conversation... And she's taking notes. She's taking mental notes. And like... I had like that evil villain face when I heard it. I was like tapping my fingers together. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So... It's it's a very strange... It's a very strange moment, right? 
But then Madison uses this to her advantage, goes directly to Aiden when she finally does. The first time. First she- time he's ever talked to me was right before he was about to play the veto. When- yeah. Off topic, do we see that thing in the window? It's creeping me out. What thing in the window? I don't see it. No, there's there's like a grasshopper. Oh. That's a piece of grass. That's a piece oh. of grass, Hannah. That is a full on piece of grass. Can I just, is that camera recording? We good? All right, okay. <laughs> Everybody, get, get, everyone, everyone, put a W in the chat for Mr. Cringing Basketball. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Welcoming um, to the podcast, Cringing Basketball. Yeah, yeah. Wait. Welcome to the podcast, Cringing Basketball. Yeah. Only cringing. Yeah. 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 Nightmare Island representation over here. These two boys. The two boys. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Boys, come over. Stand over here. Remember, well, if, if you're listening on Spotify, you can't see them. But if you go on YouTube, you can check out the uh, the uh, IRL video here. But yeah, two boys from, from Nightmare Island. Wait, you were supposed to leave yeah. like four days ago. Um, yeah, what happened? So United Airlines canceled my flight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now I'm stuck in Maddie's basement. I actually- Help! <laughs> Help me! <laughs> Kids in my basement. Anyway. I'm not a predator. I put it on the record. <laughs> I, Shane, yaw, am not a predator. Maddie is a certified non-predator. Anyway. Um, I say it like that. I got canceled because the, se- the second bus at the tower. Oh, God. <laughs> Your majesty. <laughs> say, I stand, I stand beans. Oh. I stand beans. Yeah. Can we can we talk about like so you haven't seen the season yeah, like no. who who are some of your favorite characters at the moment? Okay, so standout characters. Bias, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, first one that stood out to me and he was at the party too was TJ because <laughs> TJ for me is who I wanted to be more of on season six, be more of a prick in the DR, right? Be more of like <laughs> be more of like a yeah man, like have that sarcastic just kind of like in there just like i wanted to ha- i wanted to you know make people kind of feel bad when they like watch it back but in like a funny way right yeah, so yeah. he did that right and like even that energy that he exuded at the party i was just like you're a cool guy to it be around you know was literally two different people like i'm sorry tj but when i first met you i did not think you were gonna be as nice as you were <laughs> oh you were so nice at the yeah, party yeah. you were so nice we love you, TJ. yeah so yeah, TJ and to me he just seems like he's gonna be I hope I hope he's gonna be a fun villain to root for because there's some villains that like they don't have the swagger, if you will, right? But I think he will be able to win over some people that like maybe not like villains as much. Yeah. My other I'd say standouts, right? Papoli. Um Papoli and Beans. Papoli, I just like the way he's playing the game because he, he's sticking to his lie. He's sticking to his lie of um, saying TJ is his target while leaving that door open to, you know, get beans voted out in, and, and get that uh, that bounty bounty. Mm-hmm. What's it called? The bounty card. The bounty card for himself. So um, I like how he's trying to cause chaos. And that's kind of like how I played the game in season six was any opportunity to have people looking at each other and not me. 100 percent. Let's do it. It's giving right? Cork Hager. It's giving Cork Hager. And then, of course, my third favorite would be Beans, <laughs> because at first I, I thought she was just like going to be like a quiet, quirky girl. But I just I don't know if I, I should say this, but like um, I just I think it's uh, really endearing to, to, you know, she's just herself. And like, even though she has her tics that like come out, I think it's really fun to just be like, oh, she's she's having fun with it. And like it's like I hope it I hope it serves her well in the game. I feel like it's also a thing, too, that when you have that representation of people who have something like Tourette's Mm -hmm. and you put them on a show and other people who may have not even thought about doing something like this being like, hey, look, like she did it. I can do it. It's going to hinder my chance of being on the show because Mm -hmm. of this. And it's like, no, like people love you for who you are and people Mm want to see you still succeed no matter. I don't think anybody like even thought twice about it. Like even during the filming, like if anything, we were like, this girl's great. Like she's awesome. Yeah. Even during casting, we were just like, she's a fun personality. Like I want to see her do well. And like, I think she has a chance Mm -hmm. to be a super sociable player and have people on her Mm -hmm. side. She has been. And that's what you call an underdog. (laughs) Exactly. She's she's awesome, and we we love beans. I love this entire cast. I'm sorry, but like people are saying that this cast was not giving. Oh I'm sorry, but like we we didn't we didn't we didn't just spend three months casting the most perfect cast, in my opinion. I was trying to explain this to somebody in the comments on the first episode and stuff. This first episode, it's very much so just trying to set the narrative for the entire yes. season. You're trying to learn the lore behind certain people. I hate that I said that, and ironically. <laughs> No, but she's right though. She's right though. Like it is true. 
You're setting the stage. Yeah, so like you have the conversations between Bean and Papoli. You have people already starting to mention, oh, hey, there's a lot of female representation this season. Yes. And like it's at the moment you're just thinking like, why the fuck are we watching conversation about this? Like, why are we getting these cold openings and stuff? Mm-hmm. But then definitely after the second episode, it's like, oh, it's 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 a surprise tool to help us later. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like with any reality show, like, are you really ever ever watching a reality show like the first episode and you're being like wow, I know everything about everyone. This oh is like, like setting up for you to know these people yeah. so you can relate to them in the future. You can't fall in love yeah. with someone after one day. Like, you have to yeah. let it sit and simmer. And, like- and I'm sorry, though, but, like, Big Brother 22, 23, and 24 with these, like, live movements, you're not meeting, you're not getting to know these guys anyway. So why are you complaining? <laughs> like, and let me add on, too, just, like, yeah. I, like, props to, to you for getting so many females yes. on the cast because it really does change the dynamic it does because like i even remember in season six not many females and mm-hmm. again it was like the, the, the like what's happening this season this season like this girls and gays thing happening there weren't many of those in season six so it was kind of easier to kind of like target them, target them right? right you can't because it's 50 50 right exactly. so now there's more of a even playing field this season and um just to have that representation and just to have you know females having conversations with other females that only they can have um and you know kind of like have that be understood by the audience what's so funny hannah no i'm thinking about a conversation later that pops up in the season maddie knows what i'm talking about that's i'll leave it at that (laughs) it definitely helped me feel more comfortable that it was like an even like playing field but like i know like going into like any like video game-esque type thing that's gonna be a majority of guys like i'm used mm-hmm. to it i've played yeah. games for a long yes. time i know it's gonna be a majority of guys so i'm used to it but mm-hmm. it was nice seeing like hey i'm not the only girl or the mm-hmm. only one out of three girls like mm-hmm. it helped me feel more comfortable and build bonds with people because we can relate to each other right. on that exactly. i'll say this because like a big criticism on my show is that there's not enough girls and but the thing is like <laughs> gotta apply gotta <laughs> apply please yes, that please would, that would be my one counter argument but number two right is just when it's so many guys it's it really is a sausage fest yes. that, is it really <laughs> is it really welcoming welcoming for females to feel included in yes. this space and so yeah i mean even though there's only two or three girls that like play on my shows that's truly what the makeup of the application process is yes. so i hope with this season it will create more of an a welcoming space for like people who aren't just dudes right yes. just playing in these games so that people will have more um just like different dynamics and conversations that can't happen because i'm a firm believer in any space just you know reality tv or just um professionally that the more perspectives you have on something the more open-minded and just more informed of a decision you're going to have in life can i also say something feel free to completely cut out the episode and stuff but casting for the season was very very interesting and like i hadn't been a part of any like casting before but we actually had to cut down and narrow the females which was so nice to see because part of the reason why i ended up on season six was because no females had applied and andrew wanted a bigger female ratio so you literally had to dig in the depths of your applications yeah and as a female in the community and stuff i do feel like i do get casted as a token female Mm -hmm. or to fit a certain quota and hopefully after Mm -hmm. this season like it's not we're just casting females to cast females and it's like you're actually good and i want to see you succeed type of Mm -hmm. casting and not just oh you have a vagina let's put you on this (laughs) show what we're trying to get at is he, she's, and they's. Please apply. Exactly. Yes, please. please. All walks of life. We want to see it. We want your stories to be told. And not only that, we want you all to play a bomb-ass game. Let's 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 yeah, see absolutely. it. The crickets. Watching, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, let's get back into. Let's get back to. Yeah, yeah. There, there are there are crickets, but it's it's because it's it, it's getting late. Uh, yeah. Let's let's go ahead and close that. Oh my god. Oh my god. Back to back to the week. This 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 crazy debacle of a week. We're we're now getting to this important conversation with Madison and Aiden. Madison reveals some pretty key information that hey, there is an all girls alliance forming, and they want to target you, and they want to get you out next week when you don't have power. Madison using this information was trying to get the veto used on her, and and it wasn't. And what was your reaction to that? Um, I think even making the decision to even tell him that information was very difficult initially because I didn't want that information to get back to the people who I talked to about it because essentially that would help my game. But knowing that I would give this to Aiden, um, he would maybe put some trust in me and be like, hey, like, 
she's telling me this and she didn't have to. And I even put her in an uncomfortable situation. Like maybe he would take me off. Honestly, I wasn't expecting him to take me off. But in my mind, I was like, whether he does take me off or not, this is going to be good for my game. Even if he does use it on Brad and put someone else up, because now not only is he going to not really have it too well with me or Brad, it's going to be another third person. And having all these people who are looking at someone in a not so positive light is going to keep me in a better position. Exactly. And but he somehow he decides to put up Heather. I saw it coming. By the way, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, of course you did. Like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Seriously, I mean, when I when I put some someone on the block, I just I look at the person next to me, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's it's so unfortunate because I think we were Wrong saying this while we time. were watching it, but like if Heather would have sat in any other seat. This would not yeah. have played out the way that it did, which is honestly crazy. Also, Madison just splashed of water. Yeah, oh, we got that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy curveball thrown in, thrown into this week. Uh, nobody saw this coming. Production did not see this coming. Production in the in the production call right after the veto meeting was really freaking the fuck out. We had no idea that this was coming, and it. But did you like that? And I mean, no, I didn't. I, I didn't. Edit that like. That's why we, that's what, the reason why the edit was the way it was edited, right? Where Heather was not in really any part of the episode <laughs> because that's how it was. And that's how out of left field it was. It was not in our peripheral vision of this happening. We had no, we had no inkling that this was going to happen and it did. And we had, and we had no idea what the fuck was going to happen. I really thought it was going to be a beans or papoli going up. And especially yes. if we wanted to push this like female thingy. Replace... Because papoli did it, right? Yeah. Yes. Th that was the two names she mentioned in the room. That should have been the two people we were targeting. Her. Heather? I mean, essentially it did work in my favor because I was trying to cause like a mass hysteria and it worked. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Afterwards, <laughs> everyone's like... Oh my <laughs> god! And I think it, the the beauty and the irony. I think the beauty and the irony of all this too is you had only one opportunity to get that right and to you know and really you cause it. that chaos, and you did it and you did it very boldly. Meanwhile, and you had it with intention and you let Aiden know this is what I'm doing. Meanwhile, Aiden has all the opportunity in the world to tell people what he's doing, but be, he's so close to the chest and not saying anything, and not and is being uh, what's the word? Just so. I don't, I don't know if passive is the right word, but like, no, I think it is. Um, and, and I don't know you, you make, you make the, the uh, decision yourself audience. Who do you think is playing the better game at this point? I, I would like to know as well. I would like to know as well. Comment um, down below with me too. I felt like I had to be very assertive because the whole week he only t spoke to me once. So I said, mm -hmm. this is my one time because he's mm -hmm. likely not going to speak to me again because he made mm -hmm. zero effort to talk to me. Yeah. I have to be assertive and I have to be convincing. Mm -hmm. So I have to make sure to do something good because if not, then I'm screwed. I also think your timing was like impeccable. Like I know yes. you had nothing to do with it, but that was genuinely the last conversation before heading into the veto competition. So that is we the last right thing away. on his mind. He's panicking now. He's like, oh my God, the women are coming after me. The women are coming after me. What am I going to do? And I'm like, gonna I'm going to look to my left and take the first woman sitting he next to me. He didn't have time to talk it through. He didn't have time to pull nope. Napoleon beans in no. the room and be like, uh -huh. hey, is this true? Maddie came to me to paint you as a target or anything like that. Like he had no time to Zero. communicate that and Part of Big Brother game shows is like yeah. which was a part of the reason why why I did say it when I did because yeah. maybe mm -hmm. if it was early on I wouldn't have said that because mm -hmm. he would have time to be like is this true? Which also you could have just been boldface lying to him. Oh yeah, like you could have really said anything. Yeah. The fact that you, I mean, kudos to you Thank for you. for doing that and causing a lot of chaos in the house. It was great to watch. But now awesome. now there's a lot of mass hysteria going around. Heather's going around. Madison's going around, and the whole house is just really confused as to what's going on. And at this moment, people are kind of putting it in their heads like, wait, there's a target to us happening. Maybe Heather is Aiden's target. That's why he backdoored someone, and that's why he used the veto even he even though he was the HOH. Exactly. And he so, wanted to backdoor the target. It's, it's, it's kind of driving everyone bonkers. Now going into the eviction ceremony, it's kind of like production doesn't know what's going to happen. Like no. the, audience, the audience doesn't know what's going to happen. I don't even think Aiden knew what was going to happen. Aiden didn't know what was going on, but I feel like this, the target was definitely switched in Aiden's mind We to, we have to get Heather out, which another thing I wanted to add is that TJ was, was so happy, so happy because it's his target that ended up on the block and he didn't even have a, on a silver platter. On a silver platter. 
And he didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, he didn't have to tell anybody. He wasn't like, hey, Aiden, like, since we're in this alliance, can you go and put my target up on the block for me? No. Like, it was just... I She sat to the left. I'm (laughs) glad things did end up the way they did, but me personally, if I was TJ, I would not have voted out Heather that early. Because with a twist like that, you do not... In my opinion, at least, you do not want to get that power so early because Mm -hmm. people are doing just things off of whims. When moving on, people are going to have real reasons to target you, and I feel like that's when you want to have that power. So if I were him, I would have voted me out, but... To counter that, though, when is an opportunity that good going to be right in front of your face to just grab it by the balls, you know? (laughs) (laughs) The cojones. The cojones, as Jake says. But, like, maybe Heather then solidifies her place in the house, and then it's like a Brian situation where he's too comfortable right now to... Throw up there and that sort of thing. Like, take that now. You have a little bit of time to use it. And, like, if you don't use it, you don't use it. Mm -hmm. But it gives you kind of that extra bumper in case, like, you do make enemies with the person who might win week one, week two, or whatever. Yeah. I feel like I I understand it because I can understand definitely his his perspective on it. But, like, at the same time, me personally, it's something that I would want to keep. And then maybe even it's, like, even a good resume booster. Be like, listen, I put my target up and my target went home. Mm -hmm. So So it's kind of wild. Now we have a split house. Which is wild. I mean, you don't see that one coming. You in week, one. week one, it's split. What the hell is going on? It's a, it was a it was a six it was a six to five vote, I believe. Yeah, six to five vote. Five. Literally, what if we, it literally, what the week is going on right now in the house? <laughs> but Madison's safe. Madison's the one that ends up staying ultimately, and Heather's gone. Did you expect to be safe, or did you think you were in trouble? Well, Honestly, I have no idea because I knew I was in trouble as soon as he put me on the block and I knew I, I like saw red. Like I was like this. No. And I this isn't what I was going to let happen or anything like I didn't want this to happen. And I knew that I was going to do anything that I could do because I didn't want to be first boot. I don't think anybody does, but someone yeah. has to be. Also, we, yeah. can I just point out we have two week one noms right here. Oh, that's yeah. right. You were first week of all, one nom. Yes. And I the thing is, I also see red when I get mad. And uh, wait, what was that thing she just said? Just like the idea of being a first boot, it freaked me out. The moment I was on the block, I'm like, I I have to try now. I have to go balls to the wall because like my my like right my strategy my strategy was to be like, oh, I'm just here to have fun. And then the moment you're you're on the block, you have to prove yourself. You have to prove yourself. Which is essentially why I did end up telling Aiden about yeah. the beans and papoli thing. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want to be problematic, but you put me mm-hmm. in a situation that I have to be, so I'm going mm-hmm. to be. Exactly. But it's, it was a crazy first week. 100%. It was absolutely wild. Madison ends up staying. And now we're going into week two. After all of this chaos happens, and we're kind of left on a cliffhanger. We don't really know what's going to happen. Now, Chris doesn't know what happens. Hannah, myself, and Madison know everything that happened in the season. So, Chris, I have to ask you, since you are essentially one of the viewers, what do you think is going to happen this weekend? What are you looking forward to the most? Oh, my gosh. Power shift and not power shift, like the mafia? Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I really hope there is a power shift. I really hope a, a, a female wins um, HOH just to, like, give Aiden his comeuppance and be like, what you trying to do here, bud? Or maybe... Um, Aiden will spill the beans and say, "Hey, I spill the beans, not I, not, not spill beans. the Papolian beans, um, <laughs> and say, hey, I heard Papolian beans are trying to start something, and then you will just get like seriously two sides of the house, kind of like a BB ten sort of situation, exactly. right? right? And um, yeah, I, I really want to see where this Papolian beans thing is going to go because Papo- another thing that's funny about Papoli is like he has a certain wit." And I guess charm that is just like you never know what he's going to say next because it's I think it's that UK dry humor. Right. (laughs) And so because like he says, oh, yeah, I have my ex here. And so you're just like, oh, so you're going to want to target her. Right. And then they're like joking around so much. I have a thing for penguins. Penguins are so hot. Right. (laughs) So it's like you don't know. Are you working with me? Like, are are they working together or are they not? Which, again, I think is the fun part of watching Popoli and his game and the chaos that I think he might bring. So I want to see what's going to happen with those two. And then I want to see now that TJ has the bounty. I keep forgetting. About yeah, TJ, so now, yeah, TJ has his bounty card, which is crazy. How will, my, How will he utilize it? Right. How will my rootable villain just uh, utilize this to his advantage? Because like now that he has... Do the, does the audience know how long this advantage kind of lasts? Yeah, so the audience, you should know. If you don't, then I'm going to explain it again. 
So for those of you that don't understand how this this uh, this bounty twist works, so I'll, I'll I'll explain it. I'll give some more clarification. So going into week two now, TJ has a bounty card and it's active for the next three weeks, which means that if he were to get nominated at a nomination ceremony or a veto meeting, he then can pull out his bounty card and look the HOH in their eye and say, hey, you got to put somebody else, buddy. Not me. I'm playing my the hidden cloud, the yeah. cloud app uh, twist from 20. Yes, it's it's the cloud, sorry. like the power app from... Survivor knows mm-hmm. it's coming out. Yeah, it's, sorry, it's, it's coming. It's a social game, but it's <laughs> nice because you can put two different perspectives oh, yeah. together from both games. Sure. Yeah, essentially, it is like a hidden immunity idol if it were to be in the game of Big Brother. Exactly. So, it's a little interesting, and I like I like this kind of thing that we did. And yeah, I, I mean, it's such a great twist. It, I think that the real Big Brother should use it. Like, what the what are you what are you doing? Stop doing this festy bestie cringe shit. No one wants to see that. Bestie bestie. No, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Festy, bestie, more like festy, bad. Testies. Testies. Festy that was so cringy. Cut Cut the vod. Cut the vod. Cut that out. Cut that out. But yeah, so like TJ now has this um, essentially safety from being on the block for the next three weeks. What I want to see from him, this, you know, because he seems like he's here to play. Is he going to play more aggressively is he going to you know try to take more risks with his game in order to get more reward because in some capacity you kind of have to do that if you want to have a chance at that five hundred dollars so you know let's let's see it tj also yeah and you just brought up five hundred dollars guys like this is a real this is a real cash prize that these guys are playing for this is which also ups it the was double my savings exactly, <laughs> exactly. It, it, it's it's a crazy perspective a new kind of twist to the game that didn't exist before. It's these guys are playing for money. These are these are kids, young adults playing for real money. Five hundred dollars, you know, for some long way. Yeah, for someone like 17, 17 18, or like in college broke because tuition sucks. Like it's it's a good amount of money. That's not chump change. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean. It certainly breaks my bank, but I do it for the greater good. I do it for you guys to get some better content, guys. Come on, man. Come on. It's five hundred dollars. But um, but yeah. So that's kind of wrapping out this first amazing twisted week of the show that I think is probably one of the more one of the more interesting weeks. I mean, we didn't have a Pepe Gucci calling out moment, but we didn't we didn't need that. We had some yeah. we had some crazy strategy. I mean, like if Peyton was in this season, who knows what would have happened? Shout out to Pepe Gucci. Don't talk yeah. <laughs> shout out to Cork Hager. Shout out to all of them. Um, anyway, I want to get into some of the. I don't have a few comments, but I want to get into some some one of the um, so, some of the some of the comments that were left on the on the block podcast episode uh, that we posted on YouTube. So if you want to have your questions answered, go down in the comment section of this video below on YouTube. Go and ask your question, and we'll try to get it answered at the end of the episode. <laughs> so a question from cows go bark four, eight, three, two, amazing name. name. Amazing it. name. Thank you for being a supporter. Grimace likes it. Uh, do you record the audio in discord? If so, do you use a bot? So for this season, we did not use discord. We used a client called TeamSpeak three. And if you are a content creator out there, I recommend you using TeamSpeak. <laughs> it, it, it was great. I mean, it's a little like I mean the 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 display and the kind of like layout is a little out out of date, but it's it definitely like for us we're able to utilize that as a production team. We're really able to use it and put all the audio into an editing software and really get the best story out of our characters. Um, I know that people do use Discord, and I mean for Nightmare Island and Crangus and Spencer know this. We use Discord. We use we, <laughs> we yeah we use the bot called Craig Bot. If you do use Teamspeak, turn off the talking lady because she's annoying and will make your ears want to bleed. Exactly yeah. So if you do use Teamspeak, you have to turn off your sounds because you will hear a robot and cut in. Teamspeak also makes it so that you'll never miss any conversation. You get a hundred percent of the conversations yeah. because everyone's audio is recorded all the time. No hum- no room for human error. You can really follow like an entire storyline. Like Aiden's week was probably so easy to follow. Yeah, because, I mean, it definitely helped out because I will say, like, Aiden, love you to death, but, like, bro, you, like, were all over the place. <laughs> Almost, it was really hard to edit, but I was able I was able to make a story out of it because I just listened to Aiden's audio track for a majority of that episode, and I just followed what he did, and I and I built off of what 
those conversations and what came from those conversations. So I, that's how I knew, oh, I got to include the storage room scene with with Madison Beans and Papoli. Let me hop to Maddie's track and find when that conversation happened. Exactly. And so you that's you have everything from character to character. You should do some editing. Yeah. Hannah, let's get you on the editing team. Let's go. Um, uh, R.I.P. Oahu. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so that's why we use TeamSpeak. And I know it's I know it's not really everyone's favorite, but like or, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's going anywhere for my shows. I think we're going to probably be using it for for the future of my stuff um let's see this is a comment that left by gunther stewart 8941 also also another four number name um (laughs) yeah (laughs) says i think i think the the body acting is a great thing to do i don't care if it's fabricated because it just makes for a better viewing experience yeah exactly i mean like it's we have to do it like it's something that has to be done because i'm not going to just show you a blank screen with with audio playing like it's something that has to be done and as a viewer, like you kind of forget that mm-hmm. some of it's body acting, some of it's for replay mod, but like it, it's a necessity that needs to be done. I also think it's then easier to follow. Like I remember watching like season four into your show and you use a lot of the like live footage and stuff, but you had the people running around the room and it was kind of hard to match mm-hmm. faces to voices or Minecraft skins, the voices and that sort of thing. And you can really see like, okay, this person joins at this particular part. Oh, I see now how that like mm-hmm. affects somebody's game and that sort of thing. So I do think like, it is 100% necessary. Like, sometimes you do get a couple cringy moments here and there with the... Yeah, the not. I don't yeah, know what right. you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But looking back, too, like, even being on the season and looking at some conversations, Andrew would be like, oh, that was body acting. I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't even I don't even know. Yeah. That was there, so. It also helped this cast stayed in the rooms that they were... Oh, I know. God bless, God bless this cast, man. That's why I love this cast so much, because they actually listened to me, and they stayed in the rooms with each other while they talked, which is why, like Madison just said, like, looking back on it, you didn't know if it was body acted or not, because... We were able to go into replay mod and, you know, and essentially like if this is a, you know, if this is a body acted scene, I tried to recreate it best from what I remember the, where these guys were in the room at, at the time. So that's why it was done the way it was. But real quick, last comment that we're going to kind of bring up here from Moist Bird 7618. <laughs> another another name. Um, well, why does Smooth have a Smooth Mr. 9675? Well, that's a little weird there. Um, I guess a lot of these guys have numbers. But Moist Bird says, what's this schedule going to look like for the episodes this season? And that's a great question. If you haven't known already, um, I have the first seven episodes edited. So at least for the first seven episodes, they will be out for every Friday. I'm sorry. No, not every Friday. Every Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Oh, (laughs) damn. 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 Oh, pink tape drops tonight, guys. Oh, wait. Well, if you're. This is Saturday. It's already out. It's already out, you guys. Um, Anyway, yeah, so the episodes will be out every Saturday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So it gives you something to look forward to this summer while we wait for the real Big Brother to start because the writer's strike. Yeah, summer starting in September or August 2nd now, so that's kind of crazy. Oh, that's my brother's birthday. Shout out to to Steve Yalo. Shout out to Heather. Love you, Mom. Aw. That's the moment I won the power of veto, guys. Like, I, was gonna say, oh, I had like, a feeling I knew where that was going. <laughs> oh, anyway, <laughs> uh, I think that's really. Much. Do you guys have any uh, closing kind of remarks on this on doing this podcast? I thank you for having me. I really did enjoy it, and I hope maybe in the future I could come back and touch oh, yeah. on more things. And yeah, it was nice, especially since we're stuck here for however long we are. Yeah. It's okay, like, it's like a little quarantine. It's like a little little cool quarantine moment. But his flight for the premiere party got canceled, and so I was supposed to leave Tuesday, and now I'm staying an extra five. And days. now it's Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you, Andrew. You guys for- are all from here. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you, Andrew, for just letting me be on the podcast. Of course, just, man. You know, just. Never would have thought that, like, just being on your show and then getting to just hang out with you and just do all this stuff in real life and then to hop on your podcast, give a little little bit of my takes. It's been a fun yeah, time. Also, fun shout time. out to your icy bling. Oh, yeah, Chris's icy bling. Look at that. It looks, it looks like your Minecraft character. It does. It, Why is it on? Oh, look at that. The, the red eyes and everything. I, I don't think you could see it if you're on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if the camera can zoom in. It's a, it's a wolf with red eyes because, you know, my Minecraft character is a wolf. Uh, I think with red eyes. <laughs> I think. He doesn't know. We're going to keep the mystery alive. Yeah. Two more things I would like to say. Um, vote for me for a fan favorite. And I love you, Robster, and I love your dad's ribs. Oh, yes. Nice little Robster shout out. Shout out to Robster and his dad's ribs that are inside his body. Inside of his body. 
All right. One more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can edit it. So, yeah. um, Andrew, uh, I feel like you're forgetting one more thing. Uh, one more segment, right? Um, and that's why you <laughs> suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get. Why does Andrew suck? Why? Why? Why, why is it, Chris? I don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> the Chris is canceled. The Chris is canceled. I don't know. Like, Andrew won't. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> That's it. There's no reason. He's so good at posting, and then you just quit posting for months on end. Oh yeah. With no explanation. Uh oh. Where does Andrew go? <laughs> I work on a show. He's been hanging. Been hanging out with Grimace too much, eat, drinking too many Grimace shakes, which actually I haven't had a Grimace shake yet, but yeah, we're gonna all go get Grimace shakes. Happy birthday, Grimace! Happy birthday, yeah. Grimace! I want to give a quick little shout out to Cranjus Basketball, Spencer Hogan, yeah. for for uh, helping us set up for this podcast. Um, the next podcast, right yeah, that's Spencer's camera. Um, but yeah, so the next podcast we're gonna do, catch it next Sunday, where it's gonna be back on Minecraft. We're going virtual again. Unless these guys stay for like another week. Before you know it, we'll be watching Oppenheimer and Barbie together. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck well, is Oppenheimer? Like, I, I, I have not heard any marketing for that movie. For Oppenheimer? Yeah. Oh. Christopher Nolan? You've been living under a rock, Hannah. I only care about the Oppenheimer's Barbie Oppenheimer's gonna bomb were we the not, Barbie. Were you not just in Times Square? Did you not look up? <laughs> no, I was too busy looking at the Barbie poster. <laughs> Didn't see that. July 27th. I stay up here. Anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, guys. Anyway, guys. <laughs> We're going to wrap this podcast up. I appreciate y'all for listening. Tune in next week. We got some awesome content for you guys. And uh, yeah, expect the unexpected. No. I'll see you in the future. Barbie's feet. Oh. The <laughs> 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 fuck? I thought that was a good, good place to end it. Good place to end it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're Barbie's Barbie. feet. <laughs>